Hello, welcome back to another episode of the wonderful uh, The Arsenio's ESL podcast. I'm so grateful to be back. And here we are today talking about the difficult customer. Oh my goodness gracious. This is going to be really good. We need to uncover interest in regards to negotiations, how to deal with difficult clients. And to be honest with you, I think all of us have been there. All of us have done that in terms of dealing with people who were difficult. Um, you know, uh, a, a difficult customer that I actually, I wouldn't say a customer, but a difficult client that I had was at the beginning of this year because there was just so much miscommunication that everything finally had fallen off completely. Uh, and that was literally the end. Um, you know, Bangkok Bank, that wasn't a difficult customer. KTB was difficult because they were very demanding, however, paying very little. And so after a while, I'm like, you know what? You could take that weak ass. I uh, wanna pay only $13 an hour somewhere else. You're wasting my fucking time. Excuse my French. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, all the other, I, I can't really think of any very difficult, uh, you know, a to no, I wouldn't say Toshi. <laughs> Toshiba here in Thailand. Uh, I was removed from that company for, I don't know what, I still don't know what the reason was, but again, considering uh, that it was in Patumtani, one of the most racially infested areas of all Thailand, uh, had to be because of, you know, colorism and stuff like that. But um, they weren't so difficult, but the students were difficult. I would have to say the most difficult company by far, 1000% was Marigat. They are a sister of Swarovski uh, Jewelry out there in Austria, I believe. And it was not only the very ridiculous HR manager who apparently graduated from UCI, University of California, Irvine and thought she was the shit, uh, but it was some of the atrocious feedback I would get in terms of he uses his arms too much. He has too much of a personality. He does this. He, it was the most ridiculous things that I ever heard in my life. And to be honest with you, I was working through one of the worst companies ever <laughs> at that time. And they forced me to continue going to that company. And it wasn't just the horrible HR and the students I had to deal with. It was actually, it, it was, well, you know, it was the students that I had to deal with too. Like the narrow-mindedness of these people living on the outskirts of Bangkok and their myopic point of view of what life is. It makes it so unwelcoming, right? When you have to wake up and say, oh man, today's Wednesday, three classes here. Um, you know, they favored the Dutch guy uh, just because the color of his skin and they just completely disregarded me. This was seven years ago during the height of racism in this country towards blacks, as you guys already know that story. It's just a reiteration. Uh, but two years later, they forced me to, you know, train at that company again. And I'm like, you want me to train these? No, no but I was forced to do so. And so what can you do during these? Well, we're gonna switch focus. Of course, dealing with difficult clients is totally different uh, different from dealing with uh, difficult customers. Like I said, you know, in terms of my online training and stuff like that, I have one lady from Egypt who just, what? oh my gosh, she frustrated me so much at times. Um, yeah, yeah, there are other people who are just very, very demanding from countries that really, it really just does not matter, uh, but countries way out of my uh, niche market, way out of my target zone. Um, but that was back about two years ago when, of course, I was 
not setting a price on what my coaching was and people had taken advantage of me. So nonetheless, uh, there, uh, Oh, I would have to say there was, uh, luckily I don't believe this person listens to my podcast, but there was a difficult class that I had on my TOEFL. I won't say the class name, but there was one individual who just did not want to understand anything. And I was like, Hey, so do you get it? It's like, no, no, no. He just didn't want to understand it. To be honest with you, I tried bringing so many different types of energy. And after, like towards the end of the classes, I just said, bro, I'm not even going to fucking speak to you anymore. As a matter of fact, in the next probably week, you're going to hear me go on a rant in my pre-roll and my post-roll of my podcast in terms of this individual that you're going to hear in the podcast. So you'll hear it at some point. It's definitely going to be coming up within a week's time, okay? Within the next week, whether it already passed or it's coming up soon. Um, but again, that, that level of frustration, I'm just like, bro, I'm not going to call on you anymore. I'm done with you. If you're just not going to give a damn, I don't. If you don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck, you know? And so dealing with difficult students, you know, I've had my, my fair share out here in Thailand. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. I won't. So anyways, people, let's dive in. We have an email and I'm going to read this email. Okay. There, she's a representative, Heather Sherwood of FIS, and she received an email from her manager, Anton Vega. And so Anton says this, hi, Heather, got a call from your favorite client this morning. Louis Lagrange. Seems KKM are inviting bids for the new management information system, and he'd like FIS to join the bidding. Now, obviously, you see the sarcasm. He says, got a call from your favorite client this morning, Louis Lagrange. So he's trolling because he knows that that is not her favorite client. But nonetheless, he says, now I know what you think about Louis, but this would be a major contract for us. I've, attrash, uh, I've attached a list of KKM's basic requirements. You're more familiar with their business than anyone else here. So I'd like you to put together a preliminary proposal and then fix an appointment with Lewis to negotiate the details sometime next week. As I say, when in this order would really help our cash flow this quarter. So be prepared to be flexible on price. I'll leave that to your judgment. Just make sure you give our technical department enough time to do the job. For something of this scale, I'd say we need a lead time of at least six to eight weeks. We both know how Lewis likes to push for fast delivery. So please be firm on that. By the way, I'm Cece and Allen on this in case you want to take him along to the meeting. Strength in numbers, Anton. So obviously this is a very, very, very difficult individual and she does not like dealing with him. Um, you know, there have been times where people have come to me and I'm just like, oh, I am not dealing with those people. Like, you know, when I'm just telling you about the company just before I uh, started reading out that email. If they had ever come back, hey, could you, uh, uh, no, I am permanently unavailable to you. Uh, dealing with difficult uh, uh, partners. Um, you know, there was a TOEFL testing center I had worked out at worked at out here in Bangkok. And it was just lies on top of lies on top of snubbing and just lying behind my back on so many different occasions that didn't make any fucking sense. And, you know, when I used to go there, I was never happy. 
It's crazy. I used to live up country in 2020. If you didn't hear those episodes, you should go back and listen to them because boy, they were fire. And I would say, you know, when I left my apartment, I didn't like my apartment. When I left outside, there's a bar outside in the middle of a neighborhood whose dumbass idea was to put that the governor's. And this is in a place called Korat. So I walked downstairs and it's a, a, you know, when I walked to the testing center, which was in the middle in the, in, in the neck of the woods, right? You got the big central plaza, which is, you know, I, I could walk about 20, 25 minutes there, but I go to this place. I walk in six staff. They all look at me. None of them say good morning. All I hear is complaints. I walk upstairs. I go into my room. Am I happy to be there? No. Am I happy about the students who barely know what their fucking ABCs are? No. Am I happy about the front office staff? No. Do I like living there? No. Do I even like living in the state? Absolutely not. So why am I there? It's because I would settle for money and put money over happiness. Until finally at the beginning of August of 2020, this is when the big fuck yous began flowing out of my mouth. And I said, uh, after what you just said to me, you don't deserve me anymore. Goodbye. Never spoke to him again. Greatest thing that ever happened. It's funny. I started building a, uh, a TOEFL ITP reading course for them at the time. Yet I just put it together. And now I, people from, you know, Thailand, Kuwait are buying my courses. It's crazy, huh? Doing it for other people rather than doing it for myself. It was a, it was a unwavering, like it was so much coaching and so many things that needed to get done from a personal development aspect for me to finally take charge and to stop being in that crystallized cocoon, grow those wings and fly the fuck away. Excuse the French. And so we've all had to deal with difficult and different people and whatnot. But now let's listen to the meeting between Heather and Lewis, and then let's dissect this. So here we go. And let's dive in, people. Heather, lovely to see you again. Louie. Please, take a seat. Coffee? No, thank you. I just had one. Okay. Now, the business. Yes, of course. Did you have a chance to look at the proposal I emailed you a couple of days ago? Ah, I didn't. Oh, no problem. I brought a copy with me. You might want to spend a few minutes... Thanks. Thinking... Perhaps we can look at that later. Uh, Heather, I'll get straight to the point, okay? I've already had three of your competitors in my office this morning. Oh, I see. Yeah. I really just have one question. As you know, KKM is in the market for a new management information system, and we need it up and running in three weeks. Can you do it? You need it in three weeks? That's right. But is that a problem? Well, now, Louis, you know as well as I do that... Uh system as sophisticated as the one you described in your brief simply can't be designed and delivered in three weeks. Can't it? I may as well tell you that all three of your competitors so far have said that it can. Really? That surprises me. Look, Heather, we've done business before, okay? FIS is a good, reliable company, but if you can't manage to deliver in three weeks, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to go to another supplier. Uh, so perhaps you'd like to reconsider. Louis, I don't care what our competitors have told you. Three weeks delivery just can't be done, by us or by them. Are you saying they're lying? I'm saying that they'll promise anything to get your business. But just give them the contract and see what happens. Okay, well, I guess I'll have to just do that. 
You see, the lead time on this Heather is completely non-negotiable. I'm disappointed you can't be more flexible, but there you go. Perhaps we can do business some other time. But just wait a minute. We haven't even begun to discuss this. Well, there's no point, is there, Heather, if you can't meet our deadline? Well, Louis, you're being totally unreasonable. I'm sorry, Heather. It's you who's being unreasonable. I've told you what the other suppliers are offering. Now it is up to you to better their offer. Oh boy, I'm telling you, you are ready. I love my people who listen to me on this podcast. You already know how I would feel about someone like him. Like, it, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing in regards to how, you, you know, it just felt like it's, it, he, she had been, she had been set up to fail. You know, um, and what ends up happening, to be honest with you, is she goes in. He already already has a bone to pick with her. Right. Doesn't really give a damn about her. And what you know, he just says, hey, listen, three weeks is what I got. And then she kept going off a little bit off the beaten path and not staying and sticking to her guns. And then he's like, well, I guess there's nothing else we could do. And so if we look at this, I want to ask you a question. Do you think he was being reasonable? Okay. Or should Heather should have been more flexible? Now, obviously from a six to eight, it takes six to eight weeks, to be honest with you. But what ends up happening is you are trying to go from six to eight weeks to doing just three weeks. And then it takes a hell of a lot longer, right? And so I'm just like, not longer, but it's a lot shorter time. And I'm just like, okay, is this a bluff? And that's my next question for you. Was he bluffing? Was he bluffing just to get her out of the office? It probably wasn't even her who set it up. But maybe, I'm sorry, it probably wasn't even him who set it up to begin with. But at the same time, that's the situation. So I believe that he was bluffing. I had three clients and he said that right out the bat. He said, you know what, to be honest with you, I had about three other clients in here and let's get straight to the point. Can you do it in three weeks? Yes or no? And she's like, wait, what? And she didn't really focus on it. And obviously his goal was just to be a bulldozer. And remember, we talked about that in the previous podcast. He was being very, very, very aggressive, not assertive, but aggressive. Heather was being very of a, not a doormat, but she was just being bulldozed. She was trying to be assertive, okay? But it was impossible with him, impossible. And so what ends up happening is Heather never called him on his bluff. And if she did walk away from the negotiating table, they definitely, to be honest with you, even though it may have been a bluff, he wouldn't have called FIS back no matter what. And so I believe that Heather may have missed an opportunity to be creative in this situation, right? To find out a creative solution. And of course, there's always meeting halfway, which we're going to be discussing in the last episode of this wonderful, uh, you know, this wonderful season eight. But, you know, there's got to be some compromise here. Like, okay, six to eight weeks, you're saying three weeks, let's go four and a half. But at the same time, we have to figure out exactly what it is he needs so that things do not fall apart. Because if things end up falling apart, the reason I say that 
is, okay, do you, uh, what is it that you need? And uh, what is the full thing that you need by? There are different steps of the game, right? Because we're talking about, obviously, a management information system. So there must be some kind of, let's say, prototype involved, right? And then there could be, okay, a fully operational, you know, system could be up and going a little bit after that. Right. Giving them ideas, giving a willing a way to compromise, saying, OK, three weeks. Listen, something is obviously going on. Something is obviously going wrong. And you need this in three weeks for something. So this is you're fucking up big time. All right. And I don't know what it is, but I'm going to expose that. There are little things within the conversation that she could have taken out. and She could have found a very creative solution. But, you know, when you're dealing with an asshole, you know, sometimes you get too emotional. You let your emotions take over and then he just bulldozes his way. I'm gonna give you this last one right here. I'm gonna talk about a manipulator and a bulldozer at the same time. So some of you may know, may not know I'm involved. I will be uh, uh, getting stitched next year. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, she doesn't listen to this podcast, thank God. But it will be, the proposal date will be September 11th. Right. And she already knows. So basically we're over here like, OK, uh, rings, rings, rings. It's so difficult because, man, I don't know much about rings. So I'm like, hey, listen, if I get you a ring and you say, oh, I'm going to throw it at you. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to do that. Um, but, you know, uh, so we're over here shopping for rings. So she met someone. It's a friend. OK, so this is all business now. So we meet at Starbucks and I'm looking at the rings. I'm like, OK, all right. So you got a couple of things. This looks fascinating. This looks good. And I'm like, do you like that? And I'm like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, but it doesn't wow you. You know, it, it, you like it, but you don't love it. You got to fall in love with things. It's kind of like when I see saltwater fish. I love them. I appreciate them so much because one of my core desire feelings are Gia going off the beaten path again, but just trying to make a point. All right. And so going back to her, this lady I believe she was under the impression that we were going to buy it in the next couple of days. I was like, no, our goal was just to look around to get an idea. The pushy became, okay? The pushiness became. She became very assertive, which is fine. But she was, she was like, oh, okay, so what's your decision? I was like, listen, to be honest with you, there are different pots that I have in my savings. This pot has not reached it. Oh, but you know, if we put all the pots that, yeah, I'm like, yes, that is totally fine. But nope, those pots are for other reasons. Okay, that's a honeymoon pot. Okay, that is our joint account. Okay, this is my personal account to buy my iPad and to, you know, help build up the things that I need and stuff for my training and stuff. Um, oh my God, this one is our, you know, joint account in terms of paying for food. Uh, and then this is the ring account. So I got a lot of different accounts. It's crazy. I know, but the ring account only had an X amount in. And so I said, but it doesn't have any more. Now I'm not going to grab anything else from any other account. That ring account must fill itself. Okay. That's all there is to it. It must fill itself. And so I'm like, I'm not going to hurry up and make haste and buy anything just because somebody wants money in their pockets. So we sat on it and the next, you know, we went on a trip and then things started getting very, very pushy. And my, you know, my girlfriend, she ended up saying, oh man, you know, I, and she was just so down and so many things. I'm like, listen, we are in Phuket right now. There is a thunderstorm outside right now. We're going to Banga tomorrow to sit under a waterfall and you're worried about what? 
So she broke down the whole situation. She's like, oh my God, well, she's telling me, uh, and she, oh, she's being a little bit of a, man, a manipulator now. And I said, how so? Well, she's saying that she held the ring for us. I said, oh, no, 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 I hate it when people try doing that. They try to make you feel bad so you can make a purchase. That's going to be a purchase that you will regret for the rest of your life. I don't give a fuck about tactics. You get the, don't bring that bullshit over here. Next thing you know, she just kept sending her messages. And then at the end, finally sent the account number. Okay, if you want to pay 70% down right now through you, your account, let me know. And it just felt like, okay, and if you don't have the ring by next month, then what? Are you going to give us a reimbursement? See, I do not trust Thai folks like that. And if it wasn't a shop, although it's a friend and you know this friend and everything, no. And so she went from assertive to a manipulator to straight bulldozing. So I said, hey. And I finally messaged her. I said, I'm the one buying the ring. I didn't tell her that, but I said, I took all the power back. I disempowered her very quickly. And I was assertive. I will let you know third or fourth week of June if we're interested. Now, I don't even think I said that, to be honest with you. Because by that time, I'm like, you ain't getting no money. See, if you were just someone who says, oh, okay. See, she, see, she could have been plus 3,000 plus dollars, right? If she was patient with money. But when you let money drive your business, you're going to create a reputation of full fuck, okay? Because everybody will see you like, oh, you know what? That's the lady that just kept pressuring me to hurry up and buy. Hurry up and buy. You know what I mean? You guys ever watch Don't Be a Menace, uh, South Central, the Marlon Wayne brothers, whatever, that lady who was in the store, the convenience store, and she kept saying, hurry up and buy, hurry up and buy, hurry up and buy. Her she kept saying that in the store. Because she thought that those two guys were going to steal some. A very, very, very comedic, funny movie from the mid-90s. It was crazy as hell. But this is what that lady was trying to do with us. Hurry up and buy. No. I'm the customer. You are now very money-driven and money-centered as I see. Number one, you can't do that in business. See, how many of you who listen to my podcast today have come to me in terms of, hey, Arsenio, can you help me with business this or accounting this or this or that? How many of you have? Now, did you ever see me as being pushy whatsoever? Never. Because guess what? Lisa Cato at the beginning of 2021 taught me something. She said, the customer will buy when they are ready, not when you are ready. And that was one of the most powerful statements that have that has that I've like brought with me for such a long time. I don't need to continue following up and talking to them and doing this and doing that. If I felt and I'm going to give you a very quick situation that someone was being time wasting a girl from Azerbaijan. Uh, oh, my God, I gave her a free consultation about two years ago. Next, thing you know, she's like, oh, I need IELTS training, but I need just 30 minutes. I'm like, you want to learn IELTS for 30 minutes? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is just weird. And my girlfriend was like, dude, that is weird. What? And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? She was awesome. She's from Baku. Very awesome girl. So whatever, let's do it. And so next thing you know, what ends up happening is for four days, we go back and forth. I said, here's my schedule. On that schedule is an integrated payment system in terms of PayPal. You'll be able to pay directly through. And she's like, oh, um, and then she just kept giving me the runaround for more than four days. Finally, I said, you know what? I'm permanently unavailable now because I don't want you. And these are called time wasters. Remember, we talked about that at the beginning of the season, what time wasters are. 
But again, going back to why I even told that story is because I'm not telling her, are you going to buy? 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 That makes you look desperate. And when you make yourself look desperate, especially if you have a business, you're never going to win. You're not. And so, yeah, Crystal, yeah, Yesenia, yeah. I think there were three other people who have been following me anytime between maybe July of last year until now. And they were always interested, but they never followed up. Four or five months later, they follow back up, get on a call, then boom, they bought. See, if I was pushing and money center from the beginning, hey, Yesenia, so are you still interested? Hey, I'm doing 5% off. I'm doing 10% off. Guess what? I'll give you half off. That's called being desperate. Your business will always fail when you are so money driven. Because guess what? When you start giving discounts like that, oh, you know, I'll give you 20. Okay, I'll give you 30. Okay, I'll give you 40. That means you're, you're done. You don't even believe in what you're selling. <laughs> you don't even believe in what you're selling. I would just say, hey, you know what? Just give me this shit for free. How about that? Just give it to me for free. And so there's a lot, okay? Now, obviously in this one, you know, this guy's probably bluffing. He just doesn't like Heather to begin with, but how can you deal with these difficult customers? That's what we're going to be discussing in the next podcast and the last podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful Oh, Arsenio ZSL podcast. So many stories. A beautiful takeaway is uh, we're going to be going into uncovering interest in negotiations over and out.